filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where I make sure every single week you never have to read a book again. How do I do that? I do that by reading the book myself. After I read the book, I condense it down on a mind map to its core golden nuggets. Now, we all know that business books are just filled with a lot of waste. You know, they got to fill up pages. I don't blame them. They got to follow what the publisher says. But there's so much waste and it wastes so much time. So let me waste the time for you by going through it, dissecting it down and bringing it down to its core golden nuggets. And all you got to do is subscribe here and every single week you'll get what each book is pretty much trying to get across to you. Something else that'll drive a lot of value for you is downloading the mind maps. Go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up to receive the mind maps every single week. If you don't know what a mind map is, what I do is after I read a book, I make notes. And those notes I'll then put on a mind map. It's a one-page sort of diagram that simplifies all of the concepts down to that one-pager. It's a really useful tool, and all the folks who have signed up for the mind maps already have given me some great feedback on it. They love it, they're using it, and I highly encourage you to do the same as well. I've been using these for many, many years, and I know that it's going to provide you a lot of value. Uh, The reason why I actually created it was because I just got sick and tired of going back to the books and looking at all the underlines and uh, the highlights and all the pull tabs, and I just got sick of that. So I wanted to create a mind map where I could store it on my computer, and... um, It's been working ever since. It helps me remember all the things that um, the book was telling me. So go to cutthecrappodcast.com, sign up for those, and I'll send those to you every single week. All right, so the book that we're covering this week is The Greatest Salesman in the World. And uh, this book actually, I've had this book for quite some time. Again, one of the books that my dad gave me when uh, he first heard that I was going to go into um, sales and marketing and uh, i be honest with you, this one's been on my bookshelf for a lot of years, and this was the first time I ever picked up the book. And this was published back in the 60s, and I think this book specifically in the 80s. And, you know, you look at some books, and this one in particular, I mean, it's the pages are so old, they, they kind of got that yellowish tinge to it. And, you know, it smells old, too, you know? So it's just, I had to pick this book up. I had to read it. I had to understand what it was about. And I'm glad I did. It's um, It's a solid read, but if you're picking it up, in the hopes that it's going to give you some strategies to become a better salesperson, this isn't the book for you. This is a really good book that's going to help you build a foundation in terms of how you think, how you behave, how you act, the habits you create that drives further success for you. So the book itself, it's a story about a young camel boy named Hafid, and Hafid comes into the possession of some ancient scrolls that contain wisdom for achieving all of his ambitions in life. So after he got those 10 scrolls, he became a master salesman as a result of the scrolls, and he became a very wealthy man. So those 10 scrolls, I'll tell you right now, are number one, today I begin a new life. Essentially, it's realizing that every single day is a brand new day. And again, while that might seem fluffy, it's absolutely true. You're not held back today based on who you were yesterday. You know, you might be overweight today. It doesn't mean you have to be overweight moving forward. Change your eating habits. You might have been a terrible salesperson before because you never did follow up in the past because you were too scared. Change. Today is a new day. 
Scroll number two, I will greet this day with love in my heart. Uh, That's essentially about gratitude. You have to be grateful for what you have before you can receive more. Scroll number three, I will persist until I succeed. Persistence, as you know very well, if you listen to the podcast over the last 10 weeks, you know that I'm a big fan of persistence. Go back and listen to the episode on the ultimate sales machine where we talk about PhD, pig-headed determination. It's a critical factor that's needed for all salespeople to succeed. Scroll number four, I am nature's greatest miracle. And that's essentially realizing that you're on this earth. You only have one shot and you being here is a miracle. So think bigger. Don't let yourself be held down by small thoughts. Think big and go for them. Scroll number five, I will live this day as if it were my last. Again, that's just making use of the time that you have, not wasting it. Scroll number six, today I will be the master of my emotions. Sales is an emotional game. You have to be in control of your emotions to be successful. Scroll number seven, I will laugh at the world. There is so much negativity, so many things that can discourage you. You have to be able to look at those stressful situations, those failures, and just laugh and move forward. Scroll number eight, today I will multiply my value by a hundredfold. How are you going to drive value for your customers? What are you going to tell them? What are you going to show them? What are you going to bring them that will drive value, that will make you more valuable in their eyes? Scroll number nine, I will act now. This book is all about setting actions, developing plans, and acting. You're not going to progress at all in life if you're not taking action. And finally, scroll number 10. I will pray, but my cry for help is only a cry for guidance. Now, whatever you believe, you might not believe anything. You might believe in in a particular God, an energy source, the universe. Whatever it is that you believe, a lot of people look up to the sky and they pray for help. Don't pray for the answer to be given to you on a silver platter. That's not going to happen. Pray for guidance. Pray for the right people to come into your life. Pray for the right presentations. Pray for the right videos. Pray for the right books to come into your life to set you on a new course, to teach you something you didn't know before that now that you know it will make you better and will help you become more successful. So those essentially are those 10 scrolls that Hafid found or that Hafid was given that helped him become the greatest salesman in the world. Again, like I said, some of this might seem fluffy, but these are the foundational elements that you need to be successful. I know a lot of salespeople out there who have all the best sales strategies. They have a lot of creativity, and yet they're not successful. Why? Why is that? It's because they don't have these foundational elements. They don't know what self-discipline is. They don't know how to be in control of their emotions. They don't know how to deal with failure. They don't know how to set habits. They don't know how to be aware of their behaviors. All of these things you'll take from this book. And those key foundational elements are what's going to drive success. It doesn't matter how many strategies you have. If you don't have those core elements that I'm going to share with you today, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter at all. So it's said that repeating those scrolls to yourself every day for 30 days could have some tremendous impact on your thinking, your behaviors, and your actions. So if you really think you can change your life and that success depends on your habits and your attitudes, this book could start some very powerful changes for you. Now there's some cool quotes in this book and one of them I actually pulled out that I really liked that uh, I'll share with you now is that all the success, happiness, love, peace of mind, and wealth that I have enjoyed is directly traceable to what is contained in these few scrolls. 
My debt to them and to the wise one who entrusted them to my care can never be repaid. I will not fail as others have, for in my hands I now hold the scrolls which will guide me through the perilous waters to shores which only yesterday seemed but a dream. That quote sets up the book very nicely. So let's crack into it. Golden nugget number one. To become great, you need to rule your emotions. To be a top salesperson, you need to always be in control of your emotions. Selling is something that is full of emotions. Those things can take you from the highest highs to the lowest lows, and that can happen on a daily basis. So it's really, really important you get a hold of this really quickly. Because great salespeople, they don't allow themselves to be controlled by their emotions. They recognize their emotions, but they're always keeping themselves at even keel. Take, for example, if you're pissed off because a prospect keeps on pressing you with unrealistic pricing requests, that could manifest itself in your tone, your body language, the words you use to communicate with them. And at that point in time, you've already lost. You've already lost. If you can't control your emotions, how do you expect to control the meeting? You can't. And it's going to happen to you. Selling is an emotional game. You will find times where salespeople will call somebody, for example, if you're prospecting. You know how many times I've prospected and had somebody yell at me on the other end of the phone? However, I was able to take them yelling at me, calm down, stay calm myself, not be frightened, not run away, not cower away with my tail in between my legs, and not to get angry and fight back at them, but just to sort of take what they're saying and think a little bit more strategically and say, okay, what's going on here? What's really the issue here? And turn that around. And you know what? That person who actually yelled at me, I'll never forget it. They actually became a client of mine. And I worked with them for about seven years, seven years doing some really damn good work with them. So, uh, you know, it's really important that you learn this. And again, this comes with experience. You're not going to learn this right out of the gate. It's going to take you time and you're going to have to make mistakes. But you need to keep in mind that to be great, you need to keep your emotions in check. Okay, that's really important. And for myself, it's tough because I'm an emotional guy. You know, I get really excited really, really quickly. So I need to keep myself fairly even keel. So when someone says, yeah, let's go ahead and do it, I don't stand up and yeah, let's go. You know, it's no, now we need to make sure we get the paperwork down. We need to make sure we get the signatures in place. You know, once we get all those in place, the NDA sign, then we can be excited. Then we can celebrate. So to become a great salesperson, you need to learn to rule your emotions. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time, but you need to keep this in the back of your mind, always being cognizant of your emotions. Golden nugget number two, to become great, you need productive habits. The secret to fostering excellent habits is in developing exceptional behaviors. Whether you're focused on building a strong sales pipeline, marketing campaign, healthy body, clean diet, strong relationships with your family, with your spouse, whatever it is, they're all the same. Get in the habit of creating excellent habits that build your life. Because the majority of our lives, they're spent developing poor habits, things we don't even think about. However, they slowly build into our lives. You know, it's a small seed that gets planted. And what it does, it creates an unproductive and an ultimately unhappy life because there's a lot of things missing. There's a lot of things unbalanced, and we know that deep down inside, while we might not admit it to ourselves, this unbalance causes us pain. Take, for example, this. Almost every one of us has to wake up in the morning to go to work, right? What do most of us do, though, when our alarm goes off in the morning? 
We hit that damn snooze button two, three, four, five, six, seven times before we even get up. And when we get up, we pull our ass out of bed. You know, we lazily make our way to the bathroom. And then we look at the time. Oh, my God. Rush out the door to try to get to work on time because you know you got to drive to work or you got to catch that bus or get on the subway, whatever it is. Those are bad habits and we need to kill them. Because what's going to happen is that those bad habits will manifest themselves into different areas of our life. You can't expect to have bad habits there and have fantastic, great discipline, strong habits in other areas. They all bleed together. You need to replace those bad habits with good habits. Now what you need to do to get out of that vicious circle is to replace your bad habits with good habits. So instead of hitting the snooze, you know, four, five, six times, wake up earlier. Eat breakfast. Even do a little bit of a workout in the morning. And I know what you're saying. And yes, it's going to be hard at first. I know that. But the more frequently you do it, it will become easier. It always does. But you have to start. And know that starting is the hardest part. But you just have to start somewhere. Now you might be sitting there listening to this and saying, how is this going to help me become a great salesperson? It sets the foundation for a life of discipline and a life of someone who takes control and doesn't play the victim. You need to be in control of all facets of your life and waking up first thing in the morning, being disciplined, doing what you need to do starts you off on the right foot. Your habits are the building block of all successes. So don't just brush off those simple habits you don't think are a big deal because they are. They are a big deal. It's your foundation. Golden nugget number three. To become great, you need to take consistent action that moves you forward. All right, now we all have dreams. Every single one of us has a dream. But for some reason, our dreams don't materialize. Right? Not all of our dreams materialize into what we want them to be. And why is that? It's because we're not taking enough action. And maybe you're sitting out there right now and you're rolling your eyes saying, thanks, I appreciate that advice. My dreams aren't coming true because I'm not taking action. I appreciate that. You know, it it seems pretty simple to understand, to comprehend, but so many of us need to realize that if we just take a good look at our lives and look and say, are we taking enough action and are we doing the right things that's going to help us move forward? We would realize, number one, that we're not taking enough action and number two, our actions are incorrect. You know, for example, somebody who is trying to hit their sales goal. Again, I'm using sales in in these examples quite a lot here because this is a sales book. And I would assume that a lot of people who are listening to this right now are interested in understanding what it takes to become the greatest salesperson in the world. Well, if I look at a lot of the people who aren't hitting their performance goals, it comes down to them not making the calls, them not sending the emails, them not creating the content, sourcing the content, asking people to create something that they can deliver to their prospects, which makes them more valuable to them. A lot of the time, some of us sales folks stick to the tried and true. We dial for dollars, baby. You know, we call every single day, you know, cold call, cold call, cold call, cold call. Okay, what's that doing? Are you getting good results off that? Yes or no? If not, change your approach. How long have you been doing it for? Obviously, if you've been dialing for dollars for a week and you haven't gotten anything, stick it out a little longer than a week to figure out if this is actually something that's going to work or not. How many times have you made a call? Do you make two calls a day? Do you make three calls a day? Do you make 10, 50 calls a day? You have to look at your actions, what you're doing, and see how they're manifesting themselves and the results you're getting. 
If you're not getting good results, you need to maybe intensify your action or change your action. The key takeaway here, though, is that turning dreams into reality is a really difficult path. And along that path, it's really easy to procrastinate. You know, so try this, though. It'll help you stay more focused, right? This is something that I do personally. And it's break your week up into seven boxes. In each box, what I want you to do is write down a number of things that you must do before the day is done. Okay? You cannot waver. You must get these items done. Sometimes if I have a busy day, I know I only have two things in that box. Sometimes I know I have a lot of time, so I'll have five or six or seven things in that box. So once you have those seven boxes and different items in there, this will make it easier for you to get your head around what you need to do to drive success. By doing this, the intention is to build momentum by taking consistent action. Because it's so funny how a week can just fly by and you say, oh my God, I didn't do anything this week. Anything that moved me forward on my goals. It's so common. Whether it's starting a podcast, writing a book, writing an article, whatever it is, it's so easy to just fall back and not do something. So this seven box strategy is something I've used for many years now. And I myself find it very, very useful. It's also not a bad idea to post your goals in your bathroom or on your fridge to remind you and others as well that people you live with what you're doing. This will help you keep yourself on track. But you know what? The other people in your house, they can also provide some needed pressure on you. If they see you sitting your ass on the couch watching TV, they might look at your list and say, hey, did you, uh, you complete item number one yet? And you know what? If you didn't, maybe you will now. A little pressure can be a good thing. So to become a great salesperson, you need to take consistent action that moves you forward. Remember the seven box strategy? That could help you out. All right. And finally, golden nugget number four. To become great, you need to be unique and relentless. It's so easy for us to experience a setback and start feeling, you know, woe is me. Oh, you know what? Why did I even bother trying? Ah, you know, it's terrible. I'm never going to be able to do this. It's really easy for us to get really hard on ourselves. All of us do that. I myself have been there. And it's not a fun place to be. If you find yourself in that position, something that I told myself many years ago, and this is something that I find um, I learned through the martial arts. For anybody who doesn't know me, I've been in the martial arts since I was, I think it was about 10 years old. And I've done a number of different martial arts from Shotokan karate to Kyokushin karate to Muay Thai, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, done a whole bunch of things. And I was in a fight one day, a, a competition, and um, the guy had a little story here really quickly, not to get on a tangent for you, but I uh, was on the tatami, it's a big platform, uh, and uh, I got kicked in the groin really, really hard. And in this uh, style of martial art, that wasn't necessarily illegal. You know, they weren't going to kick you out of the, the match for that if you did it too many times. So I went down once and got up and kept fighting. And I, I was in so much pain, so much pain. And uh, it was maybe about three minutes later, did it again. And I was wearing a cup, split the cup in half, actually. No lie. I still have the cup today and I show it to people who do want to see it. It's, it makes for a really good story. But kick me in the groin again. And at that point in time, I was down for the count. I could have tapped out. I could have given up. You know, the ref looked at me and said, man, you could stop if you want. I was on my knees. I was just having a tough time breathing. 
And I got up and I said, no, I just got to go. So I slammed my fist on the Tommy, you know, kind of gave it a little bit of a roar and got up and not to sound corny. Oh, look at me rising from the ashes. But this is exactly what happened. And you can go on YouTube and actually type that in. And I, that's the only fight that I, that I, I have on YouTube that I, I've left up there. But um, I keep it up there for, for this purpose is that everything in life is a fight. Everything. Everything's a fight. You have to fight to win. And the moment you stop fighting, that's when life, the world, starts beating you up. And the world starts to take you over and starts to beat you down. And 100%, you can disagree with me if you want, and I will fight this to the end. Everything in life is a fight. Your relationship with your spouse, with your friends is a fight. What do you mean? It's a fight to be more close to them, to be more romantic, to be a better friend. You have to fight for that friendship. It's a fight to get your sales goals. You have to fight with procrastination. You have to fight with your fears. You have to fight with the time. Everything is a fight. A lot of people are in debt these days. It's a fight to create prosperity. It's a fight to curb your spending habits. Everything is a fight. And if you just give up and you kind of let life happen to you, guess what? You're going to lose. You're going to lose a lot. And it's going to start to accumulate. It's going to build and build and build until what happens? Until you go bankrupt? Until you lose your family, until you lose your friends, until you lose your health. And then what? What a waste of a life. Everything in life is a fight and you have to consider that. And you always have to remember that. So again, this, why I'm going on this tangent here is that this Golden Nugget's talking about relentlessness. You have to be relentless. And I use that fight as an example, you know, getting kicked in the groin twice and came back and, and beat him. I ended up cracking his ribs and he ended up stopping. He ended up waving his hand saying, no, I can't do this anymore. He gave up and I went on to win. The same thing is true in life. Yes, you're going to get kicked down. Yes, you're going to lose once in a while, but you got to get back up every single time. That's the relentless piece. Okay. The next piece though, you have to be unique. There's so many people out there that just aren't hitting their sales goals. They're not hitting their lead generation goals in marketing. They're not developing the right products, the right services, because they're doing what everyone else is doing. Can you be surprised? No, of course you can't be. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're going to get what everyone else has. And that piece of the pie is shrinking every single day. This world is driven by really crappy companies that have commodities. I'm serious. There's so many small businesses out there that are employing people that have commodities as their products, their services, their offers. And that is really, really scary. Really scary. You have to be different. You have to be willing to challenge the status quo. And while it's so easy for me to say that and to say, challenge the status quo. Just go out there and do it. You might say, okay, Ryan, that's a great piece of advice. How do I do that? Go back and listen to the episode on the purple cow. That'll help you a little bit better in terms of understanding what you can do to drive innovation, to drive different ways of thinking, challenging the status quo. Um, you know, th this stuff isn't easy. It's not easy. But what's the option? The option is death. You know, the death of your company, the death of your product, the death of your marketplace. I can't say specifically what you need to do to challenge the status quo or to do something differently because I'm not in your position. Everybody's different. Everyone comes from a different industry, a different level of experience. But the key takeaway here, though, is you have to be unique. You have to do something that helps you stand out. Maybe that's a more creative marketing approach or maybe it's a different way of how you communicate on sales. 
I'll give you two examples right now that I used that um, really helped me. So number one, I was more persistent than other people. I never gave up. That was the relentless piece. And the second piece was I would contact somebody. Yes, I'd cold call still. But what I did was I would send them a nice little trinket, something that's a little bit different than what most people would send. A lot of people would send you know, a postcard or a letter or something in the mail. Me, I would send a coconut or I would send an extra large calculator, you know, a calculator that's, you know, three feet high and, you know, two feet long, a really big calculator. I would send them a flashlight in the mail, you know, a full-size flashlight. And you got to be good to be memorable. And I tell you, what I did was I accompanied those with different sayings. So, you know, I would say uh, with the coconut, you know what, you are one tough nut to crack. I can't wait to when I finally get a chance to talk to you. The flashlight was, you know, don't be left in the dark about X, Y, Z. Give me a call and I'll tell you about, you know, whatever it is. Or I would send them a calculator and say, you know, how much are you spending? Add that up. I guarantee you I can save you X, X, you know, X amount of money. And I got responses from that. And why? Because I was different. I stood out. You know, every other person out there was just calling these prospects left, right, and center, sending them emails, sending them direct mails. I'm the only guy out there sending them flashlights, coconuts, and oversized calculators. It was different. I took a risk and it paid off. So what are you doing that's different? Another thing that you can take away is something I know works quite well. Personalized websites. If you have a list of prospects, for example, you know, a smaller list, no, not hundreds. Let's say you have 20 prospects, 20 high value prospects. Why don't you take out a specific domain for each one of those prospects and build a specific website for each one of them as well too? Upload content specific to their organization of that website. Create a hyper-targeted website for each prospect that you're talking to. Now that's different, right? You know, it's those kind of things. It's being unique that's going to help you stand out from the rest and it's going to help you win the deal. All right, so I did share a lot of knowledge here and give you guys some few stories here, but this is a really important golden nugget to me. This to me is one of my most favorite. To become great, you need to be unique and you need to be relentless. And again, go back to uh, episode, uh, I believe it's three with the ultimate sales machine. It talks about the pig-headed determination there with being relentless. There's some good ideas there in terms of how you can approach marketing a little bit differently as well too. Go back and listen to that. It can provide a little bit more inspiration to you. All right, and there we have it, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. Shorter episode today, but it's a short book. And this one was actually a little bit more challenging to, um, to dissect because it was written like a story. And so what I did was I took the notes on the actual story itself, combined those with the 10 scrolls, and then realized I didn't have enough to share there yet. So then I had to combine some of that with my own life experiences in sales and marketing and innovation strategy to bring you the golden nuggets today. So like I said, the book was pretty good. Um, it's more motivational than anything else. And like I said, it's, it's a little bit more on the fluffy side. You don't pick up this book for, you know, hard strategies in terms of how to, you know, penetrate the marketplace better. This one's more for inspiration. And I'm not going to discount that though. At some point in your career, you're going to need a book like this. I myself like to keep myself inspired on a regular basis. So I will go back and I will listen to this podcast. I truly will. And I hope that doesn't sound conceited at all listening to my own podcast. But, you know, I, uh, I do that quite often where, you know, I'll go back and, and look at a mind map that I created years ago for a book that, you know, I want to remember. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go back and listen to this again when I need some inspiration. 
And uh, who was the one that said that? I think it was Jim Rohn or Peter Drucker. One of the two. Uh, might not even be one of the two. But somebody once said that motivation and inspiration are just like bathing. You need to do it on a regular basis. And so, you know, it's funny. A lot of the times it's easy for us to uh, discount inspiration as an important asset that uh, helps drive success. But I'm not one of those people. I know how important it is to stay inspired because inspiration will keep you focused. It'll keep you moving forward. It'll make you more efficient. And so it's important that if you're on the, uh, the low end of inspiration, it might not be a bad idea to go over this book to listen to the Golden Nuggets again and hopefully feel somewhat inspired by it. All right, on that note, thank you so much for once again tuning in to Cut the Crap Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And especially, especially, go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up for the mind maps. The mind maps will be a great tool for you. Again, I use them every single week, and I know that they'll provide you some value as well too. All right, have a great week. Have a productive week, and I'll see you back here next week with a brand new book and brand new golden nuggets. Take it easy.